is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline. We're back with a new episode, kind of. This is the first time I've ever done this, um, but we're actually going to go back and listen to episode one of this podcast. Uh, celebration, the podcast is three years old. I started I started it on December 30th, 2017. And wow, life is so different than it was three years ago. Um, And at the end of the episode, I'm going to go in um, in 2020, 2020, Jacqueline, and kind of comment on the things I talked about in 2017. But it's just really cool to have this thing, this like time capsule to go back and hear how things have changed, how a lot of things are kind of the same, but just there's growth. (laughs) This has been three years of huge growth and I'm really excited about that, which brings me to year of growth, which you know is my 12 month coaching program starting in 2021, which is, oh my goodness, a few days away. Um, If you are someone who is struggling to get started or you're someone who starts and stops, you never continue on, or maybe you've been putting something off and you know that you want to start, right? Year of growth is for you. It's going to help you stick with the habits that you want to be sticking with. It's going to help you grow. It's going to help you feel happier and more satisfied with yourself and with life in general. You can go to www.imperfecteating.com slash Y-O-G 2021. And we can set up a call and just chat a little bit more about where you are right now and where you want to be. And we'll talk about the plan to get you there. So remember, year of growth. Um, But let's get started on today's episode. Hey guys, episode one. So excited you're here. My name is Jacqueline Riccio. If you don't know me, I am originally from Chicago uh, and I currently live in Atlanta with my fiance, Paul, and our dog, Jameson. Um, I'm a runner. Yeah, I think I can finally say that about myself confidently, uh, creating a podcast talking about running. I'm a runner. Uh, and I lost 25 pounds while becoming a runner, and now I help other women do the same. In the last three years of running, I've completed three full marathons, three half marathons, a 100-day running streak, and a total of 1,500 miles, which is just insane because, as you'll hear in this podcast, uh, I was not always a runner. I was not even an athlete. So a lot of this is still really new to me, but this is what the podcast is going to be about. Um, My experience with running, how it's changed my life, and it's been the vehicle to basically go from feeling really sad and sorry for myself to being the driver of what is happening in my life. And so I want to get into a little bit of how I even got into running in the first place. So we're going to have to go back a couple of years uh, when I was feeling really crappy about my life and I just, I needed something to help me change things. So three and a half years ago, I was really unhappy with my weight. I was getting closer and closer to my 30th birthday, which was just this really special day for me. Um, My birthday is December 30th, and so my 30th birthday was my golden birthday, and I just remember being a little girl thinking about when I was going to turn 30, which sounds weird, but I was just really excited about my golden birthday, and so you know, when I, I was in my twenties and it was getting closer and closer, I was like, holy crap, you know, it's finally here. 
but I'm also really unhappy with my life. Um, I was not at a weight that I was happy with. I was at a job that I hated. I I just noticed there were so many unhappy unhappy things happening in my life. Um, the job I was at, I was just constantly stressed and full of anxiety. I was miserable and I would spend the whole day at work being miserable. And then I would come home and I would complain nonstop. And it really put a strain on my relationship with my boyfriend. And so, you know, it was like, this is 30. I'm overweight. I am unhappy. I don't like my job. I went to college and grad school for this job and I really don't like life. So what am I doing? Um, so that was really the catalyst. Like, all right, Jacqueline, make some changes. Like you don't want the next 30 years of your life to keep going like this. So you got to do something. So, um, the more I stopped and reflected and I realized like it wasn't just my weight, it was my whole life that I was really unhappy about. Um, and life had always been kind of a struggle for me uh, in high school and elementary school. I was never super popular. Um, I was always a little depressed, a little unhappy about life. Uh, I really struggled with confidence and body image. Um, I really struggled at maintaining friendships, relationships. Um, I just did not have a ton of friends over a long period of time. I basically quit or tried to quit everything I ever started. Um, and I would just do things to sabotage myself. Uh, I didn't believe I was worthy of happiness or success. I tried to drop out of high school. I tried to drop out of college. I tried to drop out of grad school. Um, and the only reasons that I didn't was because I had someone that told me, no, you need to keep going and do this and complete this. So, you know, I got all of my diplomas basically by doing the least amount of work possible and I just kind of felt like I was coasting along in life. Like I never really had drive and I never really worked hard to accomplish things. I just kind of like coasted along and turning 30 was like this realization that my whole life I've been coasting along and that's what's gotten me to this pure unhappiness. So one day, probably about two months before my 30th birthday, I was like, all right, you know, you can keep being unhappy for the next 30 years and keep playing this victim card or do something now and change things. And when you want to change your life, like you, you know, you can list all of these million things that are going wrong, like, right? Like we focus on the really bad, awful crappy parts of our life. Um, and so we can focus on those things, but we can't change all of those things all at once. So we have to like pick one thing that we want to change one thing that we're going to work on. And so for me at the time, I thought the biggest issue was my weight and my physical appearance. Um, and it was just, that was the biggest issue for me at that time. Part of it was because I had a gold dress for my 30th birthday that I wanted to wear. Um, but yeah, like I thought that if I could lose all of this weight, I could solve all the other problems in my life. So it's kind of where I got everything started. I decided I wanted to lose weight 
and I picked running as my means of losing weight just because I had heard, you know, like you want to lose weight, you should start running, right? Like we just hear these things, we read these things, like how great cardio is for you. And so that was my main motivation was I'm going to start to run and I'm going to lose weight. And I have this deadline. I have my 30th birthday. So I have my motivation. Um, and then also like I had always wanted to be a runner for like six years. Um, I can remember when I first moved to Chicago, I had tried to become a runner and I would do things like I would start training programs for 5k. I would start couch to 5k. I would print out these plans. I would buy cute running shoes. I would, you know, I'd, I'd run to the library. I'd run to the grocery store, which is like, two blocks away and I would be winded and be like, all right, this sucks. I'm really bad at this. Um, and I never followed through with things. So I always told myself, okay, when I can actually run three miles, when I can actually run a 5k, then I'll sign up for a race. Then I'll pay money. Like I don't want to pay money for something that I'm not able to do. So I just kind of kept putting things off And I, you know, I kept saying to myself, this, I'm not good enough. I can't, I can't do it until I'm good enough. So all of that, all of that pushing things off and waiting until the perfect timing, all of that kept happening until that day, two months before my 30th birthday, when I realized, all right, what do you want to do? You want to keep doing this or are you going to make something big? You're going to do something completely out of character And so that's the day I decided I am putting down $40, which at the time was a lot of money for me. Um, I signed up for a 5k. Uh, I didn't really care that I wasn't going to win it. I just told myself I'm, I'm going to do this, you know, even if I'm really bad at it, even if I am the last person that finishes this race, I am going to do this. And so I paid the $40 and then that's when I realized, oh crap, like I don't want to be the last person to finish this. And I do want to make sure that I finish this. So that's when I started doing practice runs. And so I don't even want to call it training because I didn't follow a training plan. I did not follow any of the things that I had printed up before. I did not follow anything I saw on the internet. I literally just put shoes on, walked out the door and started running. And so I lived in Chicago at the time in Wicker Park, and I followed this little triangle route. I'd go northwest on Milwaukee, and then I would come back down south on Western, and then I'd run east on North Avenue. And so I'd do that, and then I might run another triangle um, just so that it equaled a little over three miles. And that was it. Like, that's what my practice runs were. And when I say running... I want you to know that I was not, um, I was not running three miles. I, I, when I started, I was running for maybe about three minutes. That was my goal was just push yourself to run for the duration of a song. So this is back when Pandora was super big and I would just like listen to Pandora and I would push myself and I would say, run for one song and make it to the end of that song. And that was it. That was my goal. Just make it to the end of that song. Once you get to the end of that song, you can walk for a little bit. And so that's where I started. And then I got a little bit better. 
And I would say, okay, run for two songs. And I mean, that was a big accomplishment for me to run for two songs. That's, uh, you know, around five to six, seven minutes. Um, and it was slow. It was nowhere close to a mile, you know, but it's where I started. And it was a proud accomplishment for me to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, I couldn't run the full mile, plenty of walking happening. Um, but I just kept telling myself, okay, just keep doing this. Just keep doing these little things, um, run, listen to music and then walk and just keep repeating that. And I don't have to worry about anything else. Like I'm not competing with anyone else out there, especially I'm running this triangle. Like there was literally no one else running. It was just a bunch of commuters. So I didn't feel, um, like I had to compare myself to anyone. It was really just time for me to work on something for me, um, and to work on something that was really hard for me and really out of my comfort zone. But I'm really proud of myself. I, I kept up with it. I continued to do these practice runs. I would finish work and I would actually like look forward to running after work um, because it was something that I was doing for me. Like it was a hobby, but it was also something that was challenging and motivating and just like new. And I think as adults, we don't always have like those things that are new for us. Like work can be kind of kind of mundane. And this was just something for me, I could open my door and just go outside and start doing it. And so, yeah, I kept up with those practice runs and then race day was on Thanksgiving. It was a turkey trot. We got to the race. It was on Lakeshore Drive. And if you don't know Chicago, it is really, really windy the closer you get to Lake Michigan. And it was so cold out because that's Chicago, right? It's just cold. And I was not properly dressed. I was freezing. I remember my, I was wearing leggings and I was wearing like ankle socks and there was this space in between my socks and my pants where my skin was exposed and I was so cold and I kept trying to pull my socks up and it was just, oh, it was a mess. And, and I was nervous about the race. Like I was about to run a real race and I was just like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I was excited. Like I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. So, you know, the race is about to start and I looked down at my phone and my phone had died. I don't know if it was the cold or if I hadn't charged it. I don't know, whatever it was, but my phone died. And so my whole method of listening to a song and then walking and then running and then walking, like that was completely thrown out the window. And so I really had to talk myself up like, Hey Jacqueline, um, you know, that whole plan, that whole thing that you've been practicing, uh, you're not going to be able to do that, but don't freak out because you're already here and you've, you know, you, you, paid the money and you made the commute. So just do it. And that's what I kept telling myself throughout the race. Don't freak out, just do this. And so I went for it and I did it and I ran the race and, you know, let's, I didn't run three miles, but I did push myself and I ran a full mile without walking. And I was so excited and proud to get to that first mile marker and say like, wow, like I actually did this. And then, yeah, there was plenty of walking after that, but who cares? Like I did it. I accomplished a goal. Like I completed something for the first time in my adult life without 
anyone telling me, there was no adult telling me, you know, Jacqueline, don't give up on this. There was no one that was forcing me to do this. Like this was the first time that I had accomplished something for me, um, by myself. And I was excited. And I just remember like the couple of days after I just kept checking the race website over and over to find my time. And you know, it wasn't good. It was just, I don't even remember what it was, but I was just so excited to see my name and my time. And I mean, I was on top of the world. Like I had done it, this thing that I had been wanting to do for six years, I just felt unstoppable. And so December rolled around and, you know, it's my birthday month and I'm feeling like so motivated. I want to keep up with my healthy habits. I have my gold dress coming up. Um, like I just wanted to keep running and doing all of these amazing things for my birthday. And then life happens, like life happens, you know, we're working on a goal, but life happens. And my grandfather passed away and, you know, Losing a relative is, it's never easy. And it being in December, right before the holidays, um, it was not easy for my family. And I found myself back to old habits of just feeling awful about life and feeding my emotions with food and not exercising and just feeling helpless. And, you know, I had to take a step back and be like, what the heck did I really accomplish? I'm right back to where I was. And so those feelings of failure and self-doubt and sabotage and feeling like I could never do anything in life, like all of those feelings really crept back in and shook me up for a little bit. And so, yeah, it took me a while to get back into the groove of wanting to do stuff for me. And when the new year rolled around, I was like, all right, (laughs) I, I need to do something. I want to feel my best. So I was thinking back, you know, when, when did I feel my best? What was I doing when I felt my best? Um, when did I feel confident? You know, when did I feel like I had a purpose? And it was really when I was doing all of my practice runs for that stinking 5k, like I just felt so proud of myself and the 5k was great, but it was just like those practice runs that I did was like, it meant the world to me to look back and be like, I'm the one that forced myself to go out there and run. No one else did that. Like that was something I did for me. Um, and so I decided like running has to be a part of my life. Like it just, I'm not good at it. There are times that I really, really hate it, but it pushes me to be a better person. Um, and I also decided, you know, the great thing about running is that it's not a team sport where you have someone that's going to be upset with you if you're not good, you like mess up a play or whatever. Like when you run, it is a competition with yourself. You, it's basically like parallel play. Like you are out there and there are other runners next to you, but what they're doing is for them and what you're doing is for you. So you're not really in competition with other people. And that's just like thinking back on all this, I was like, yep. Yeah, running needs to be a part of my life. Like this is something I'm going to do. I'm going to be a runner. And that's like a really weird thing for me to say because all throughout elementary school and high school, I talked about how much I hated running, but as an adult, as someone in their thirties, I was like, this is my new identity. I am going to be a runner. And so that's when I decided I, uh, I'm going to go big and I'm going to sign up for a marathon, which is absurd. Like I had just run a 5k and was like, yep, 
I'm going to sign up for a marathon. Like that's, I don't recommend that to you listeners. Um, that's absurd. But uh, in a matter of an hour, I had Googled and found a 10K in the spring, a half marathon for the summer, and then a full marathon for the fall. And I knew, you know, I could sit around and I could wait another six years and, you know, kind of train for these things and probably never actually run it, or I could drop the money now and commit. And so... I was, I mean, I was just ready. I needed something to change things in my life. And so I did it. I did the big scary thing. I dropped the money and I told myself, this is what I'm doing. I am going to run these races. And, you know, ultimately I was able to complete the 10K, the half marathon and the marathon. And, uh, none of them went perfectly and I will be the first to say that my training was awful and the day of the races, all of them, they were awful. Um, but that marathon, I mean, my gosh, you guys, I completed a marathon. I finished it and I felt so freaking amazing because I mean, just like the 5k, I had accomplished something so big. And this is, I mean, it was absurd. I accomplished a marathon. Like that's absurd. 26.2 miles. That's insane. And when you're a slow runner who walks a lot, um, you're on your feet for several more hours than the fast runners. Like my finish time was over six hours and it's still absurd to me to think back. Like I moved my body constantly for over six hours. And especially for like the weeks right after that race, I would sit and just start laughing. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I ran a marathon. Like that's wait me like, no, that's just like this disbelief that that was something that I actually did. But also this like pride that I had never had in myself. Like I freaking did that. It's so absurd, but I mean, I did that. And so once I completed that race, the old Jacqueline, the victim of her life, the, you know, the one who didn't finish things, the one who said, this is too hard. I can't do this. I'm just going to wait until I'm ready. Like all of that was out the window. That was just, that was the old Jacqueline, the Jacqueline of her teens and twenties. But this new Jacqueline of her thirties was just like, you know, I might not know how to do something, but I can figure it out as I go. And I'm probably going to have really messy, imperfect action as I figure it out. Um, But I can do this. I can teach myself how to do things. Like I I taught myself how to run. I (laughs) taught myself how to find these races to do. I taught myself how to complete a freaking marathon. And so this idea of like this strength, it was completely new for me, but I kept telling myself like, holy heck, I can do hard things. I really can do hard things. I've done a million hard things in the last year. I can do hard things. And, you know, anytime I got to something new or hard in life, I would go back to that race and I would remind myself like of that crazy, absurd thing I did. And I would repeat to myself and I still do uh, Jacqueline, you can do hard things. You can figure this out. You're not an idiot. You can do this. Like you've done it before. Yeah. 
shut up that minute that inner mean girl you can figure this out um and that's what this podcast is about um helping you do hard things in your life and you know you don't necessarily need to complete a marathon um but a race of some distance yes i hope so um because completing that race was the catalyst for accomplishing other goals in my life um running is a big part of my life, but it's not the only thing that is happening in my life. Um, but it is the thing that's allowed me to do other things in my life. And so this podcast is about helping you see yourself as a runner and stop putting off things that you've been putting off for years and start using running as your vehicle for accomplishing really hard things in life. Um, because guys, like, I mean, I'm not an athlete. I am not someone that grew up with a lot of confidence or someone who has accomplished very many things in my early life. But seriously, like if I can go from being barely able to run a few blocks to completing a 26.2 mile race in less than a year, then yes, yes, you, you can lose weight or you can start a new career or you can learn to be kind to your body, or you can learn to figure out your relationship with food, whatever it is that you want to work on. Like you can use running to help you accomplish the goals in your life too. And I'm really excited for the upcoming episodes in this podcast. Uh, So yeah, like running has just played such a huge part in my life and I'm excited to share that with you. And I'm super excited to help motivate you and help you see how you are the hero of your own story. So, all right, guys, that was episode one. Don't worry, there will be more to come. Join me next week as we dive in a little bit deeper into what the heck it means to be a real runner. If you loved this podcast, be sure to hit subscribe so that you keep getting more. And if you really loved it, please, please leave a comment. I would love to hear from you. Bye, guys. All right, it is back to 2020, Jacqueline. Um, let's, let's dive into episode one of the podcast. I had so many emotions and like teary eyes and I'm probably going to start crying now as I just think about 2017 Jacqueline. So a little context, when I recorded that episode, we had literally just moved from a one bedroom apartment in our, uh, apartment, uh, complex in Atlanta to a studio apartment. We knew that we were going to break our lease and move somewhere. We didn't know where, but we knew like, okay, let's get a cheaper rent when we break our lease and we have this fine to pay. So we had on Christmas day, we had moved, um, into a studio apartment. We had Jameson. We also decided it was a good idea to foster a dog that year. So we had Ace, Paul called her Ace of Base, who did get adopted. She actually got adopted um, at the first foster event that we brought her to on December 30th. But that was cool. That was, um, we decided that year to not get each other Christmas presents and to just uh, foster this dog. But it was crazy because we were in the studio apartment. Um, yeah, we were going to get married in May of the following year. So, May of 2018. Um, so we didn't really know where life was going to take us. We just knew, hey, we're not going to stay in Atlanta that much longer. I knew that I needed to make some changes in my life. So I know the episode I talked about my 30th birthday, 
I think that um, that year also was a big year for me because I was like, hey, you've been you've been not a teacher for several years. And I was a nanny at the time. I was a nanny for two families and then babysat for a couple other families on Friday and Saturday nights. But it was just like, it was more of that, like, oh, shit, like this is your life, Jacqueline, you're like mid thirties and you are educated, you are smart and you know, you can do hard things and you're kind of stuck in this career where you're just, you know, you're, wor- you're working more hours than you were working when you were a teacher and you're getting paid less money. So how you manage to pull that one off is not so great. Um, I'm thankful for those jobs and I'm thankful, I'm grateful for, you know, being able to figure out ways to make money and support myself. But it was just like, you can no longer do this. I was waking up. Actually, I was teaching at the time too. I was teaching um, online. So it was just like, I was, my brain never got a minute to shut off. I just felt like I was constantly running around, um, doing stuff for other people's families. Um, I also probably around that time wasn't like taking care of myself the best, but like wanting to. So it was just kind of like, you need to figure things out. You need to change something. And I think that that's, I've learned over and over again, the only way to actually change something in your life, like the only thing that's actually going to push you to make, like take that big step is when you get to a point where you're like, I'm so sick of feeling like this. I'm so sick and tired of feeling this emotion. I'm so sick and tired of this. Um, oops. I'm so sick and tired of this current identity. I no longer want to feel this way. And that's something I have with my coaching clients. I have this little worksheet for them where it says like, I am, I'm so sick of feeling blank. I'd like to start feeling blank, my aspirational identity. So when I think about like why I started running, you know, it was like, ah, I'm so sick of, you know, feeling sorry for myself. I'm so sick of feeling tired and discouraged and unmotivated. I'd like to see myself as a runner. I'd like to see myself as someone who's motivated and excited about life and driven. Right. And so that was the reason I started running and then kind of even the podcast. I'm so sick of working 8 million different jobs and not making money and not having health insurance. I'm so sick of this. I'm sick of, I'm just sick of this life. I need something else. And I didn't know what I wanted to be. Like I, I still didn't know at that time when I started the podcast, um, I'll get into that in a second, but like, I was like, I no longer want this current identity. I no longer want to be someone who's taking care of other people's children. Um, I felt really ashamed of myself during that time. It was just like, I like, it just felt like I couldn't get my life moving ahead. I just kind of kept repeating the same thing over and over again. And so that was like, Hey, you should start a podcast. I was actually working with a coach, um, a business coach at the time. And I was, I would be sitting, um, nannying for this adorable toddler. She was cute and she was sweet, but also pulling hair out of my head because I was so bored and it felt like my brain cells were dying. And I just felt on, um, what's the word? Just not no stimulation. Just like, Oh my gosh. I like, I don't even get to talk to a human that can like form complete sentences. This is, this is brain numbing. I feel really sad. And I kept saying to myself, like repeating myself over and over, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your life? My coach was like, you need to upgrade your questions, Jacqueline. You need to upgrade the way you talk to yourself. You need to upgrade your self-talk because when you are constantly saying to yourself, what are you doing with your life? 
you're basically closing off any other options. You're just kind of like, oh, I must be this person who doesn't know anything. I must be this person who is just constantly struggling. So asking myself those questions was, it wasn't moving me along in life. So like upgrading my questions was, you know, like, um, what am I, uh, how can I figure this out? Right. And so it's kind of the same, it's kind of the same thing, but it like it, instead of focusing on the problem, it starts making it more about a solution. Um, so what the first thing that I needed to do around this time, I, I want to say, it, yeah, I was right before the new year. I let one of the families know that I would no longer be their nanny. Um, and then maybe a month or two later, I let the other family know like, Hey, you know, when I go back to Chicago for our wedding, um, I, that's, I will not be (laughs) your kid's nanny anymore. So I gave like a, like three months notice (laughs) as a nanny. Um, but I was like, I need to change something in my life. I no longer, when we get married, I want to have something that like, I, I feel like I'm moving forward in my life. I don't want to I don't want to feel stuck on my wedding day. And so by the time the we got married, the podcast had been out for like five months. It was feeling good. We were feeling excited. We still, um, there was like a lot up in the air, which I guess that's kind of like how life is. Right? I don't know that we'll ever have everything figured out and that's okay. It's, I, I think it's one of the, the exciting things is um, life is always ever changing and I we can constantly reinvent ourselves and we can decide you know, this feels good. Let me go and explore that thing. And this doesn't feel so good. I'm not going to explore that thing. And so, yeah, it it felt good. So not, no longer a nanny. Um, and just listening to this episode, I just kept thinking about just like, like hearing the emotion in my voice and thinking about Um, how proud I was of myself for starting this, not knowing anything about podcasting or, um, internet or, I mean, honestly, even what I wanted to do with the podcast. I remember when I was working with my coach, I said something like, I want to be like a, like a mindset coach for runners or something. But then kind of like, I don't think that actually exists. (laughs) Like, I don't even know. And then I was like, maybe I'll be a running coach. And I remember looking at like running certification courses and there was just like, there was so much science and like the mechanics of running and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm just not interested in this. Like I, like I was on different running certification, uh, newsletters for months and months. Like, okay, maybe I'll go, you know, maybe I'll take this one, make it. But I was just like, running is not like, I do not care about shoes. I don't care, care about pace. I don't care about these things. I don't care about fuel. And so many things that a lot of runners get like wrapped up in, and that's cool for them, but that's not what running has ever been about. And I think when I listened to this episode again, it's like, yes, running has always been the catalyst for change. Running has always been the vehicle for change. Um, it's never actually been about running. It's always been about like who I'm becoming, the aspirational identity. And so um, I, yeah, so I looked at like the running certifications and then I kind of got into the food piece and started, I was like, maybe I should go back to school and be a registered dietitian. But again, I was just like, I don't like, I don't care about some of the things, like some of the conversations or some of the the stuff I would see. I was like, I just don't care about these numbers. Right. And so I was like, I don't think that that's the right thing. And so there was like a lot of limbo. I was like, I don't really know. I still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm exploring and I'm getting closer and I'm getting deeper. 
Um, and then kind of working on the mindset piece. So going back to when I said like, Oh, I want to be like a mindset coach. Like, I don't really know if that's a thing. It's like, okay, maybe not just that, but I feel like I'm getting closer every day. I'm like, ah, maybe this is who I am, you know, getting closer to what it is that the impact that I want to have on the world and to listeners and to branching out and, you know, um, helping people. It's like it comes down to mental health, it comes down to well-being, it comes down to habits, it comes down to, you know, aspirational identity, our feelings, our emotions, um, and it's been exciting. Uh, over the last three years, I've worked with two coaches. So I know in the episode I talked about, um, I didn't have a I didn't have a coach for running. I've never had a running coach who's like, tell me these times. Like, I just don't care. I don't care enough about running to do that. And I know that's weird to say because this is a running podcast, but you know, this isn't actually a running podcast. Running is just the vehicle. But I've worked with two different coaches. I've spent probably close to $20,000 on getting coaching, um, on business, on mindset, They've been business coaches, but more so life coaches helping me figure out my life and help me figure out how I want to help people. And that's crazy to think about spending $20,000 because um, if you had told me a couple of years ago, hey, Jacqueline, you're going to spend $20,000 on coaching, I, I would have thought like, you're crazy. How would I ever find this money to do this? You know, why would I, I would never have thought I was worthy or deserving of spending a ridiculous amount of money on. But what I found is, again, it's not even just about the money. It's about who I'm becoming. So being a person who um, does things and seeks out people and opportunities that, I are, that I'm worthy of and deserving of. And then it just kind of like I rise up. I like every time that I invest in myself – Cause that's what it is when you're, when you're spending money on coaching, you're spending money on health, you're spending money on the self-help books, it's investing in yourself. And so that's been really the really cool thing of the last three years of like investing in myself and rising up and using this stuff. I don't know how much I spent on my college, but it's like, I feel like I, I spent a lot of money on things in college that I did not actually use in life. But every time that I've spent money on coaching, it has helped me revamp my life and be a better person and be a better coach for other people. Um, so that's been really cool. Um, so yeah, we talked about, oh, and then the races. Yeah. So listening to, it's interesting. So, um, when this pot, the first episode aired, I had run three races and then I ran or three, uh, marathons. And then I ran one more marathon, the trail marathon, um, up here in Illinois. And then this year I was supposed to run two marathons. And then it wasn't even COVID that affects, affected my runs. It was my knee and my hip. Um, that was not something that I was dealing with, uh, three years ago, but definitely in 2017, I was dealing with that or 2019, 2020. Um, and so it's been good to be excited to run again, to be trusting of my body and myself to run again, to like reignite that passion with running. And I loved hearing myself talk about like the, the best time that I had running was my practice runs. Um, right. So it wasn't me doing this exact plan that someone ordered me to do. It was me listening to Pandora running for three minutes and then walking. 
and running for a song and walking. And I just, I love hearing that because I think that we can get so overcomplicated with how, like, like with working out. Like I know so many people who have like so many different apps or so many different subscriptions or DVDs or whatever, but they don't actually use them. <laughs> they don't actually use the thing they've purchased. And what it comes down to is like, you just need a pair of shoes that are going to protect your feet and you need a, a good sports bra and then you just need to go do it. And that's it. Like you just, you just go move your body. It doesn't matter how you can dance, you can put on like, and I think that that pairing it with music, like good shoes, a good sports bra and, um, decent music or a decent podcast and you go out and you do the thing and it doesn't have to be so overcomplicated. It really, really doesn't. But we get, we get bogged down and we think that, oh my gosh, I need this super complicated plan or I need this like super expensive watch or I need this super expensive bike or I need this mirror that's going to show me how to work out. Like, cool. Like gadgets are fun. Technology is fun. But what it comes down to it is like, go do the thing. It go, it comes back to, um, identify the, the aspirational identity that you want, the identity that you want to leave behind, the, the emotions that you want to leave behind, the emotions that you'd like to feel, and then create a simple system, a simple action plan, you know, write out the steps, one, two, three, step one, you know, go put on my shoes. Step two, go put on a sports bra. Step three, put on a shirt. Step four, go outside and just move. Like it really can just be that simple, but we overcomplicate it and then we don't go do the thing or we overcomplicate it and we do it for 21 days or 30 days or, you know, the course of a race, the training plan, and then we don't do it anymore. But it really can just be that simple of put on your shoes and go outside for 10 minutes, go outside for 15 minutes. It can be that simple. Um, but yeah, so it's been, it's, this has been a really fun episode. Oh, and then side note, I have, because we're at home during the pandemic, obviously, um, Jameson is by my side. So she's, it's been really great this year. Um, obviously sucks, but one of the great things that's silver lining for me in 2020 has just been being able to spend time with Jameson. She will be 14 in January. So it's just been really great to be able to spend this time with her and have her by my side as I'm recording this and to hear her name in the first episode and hear her name in this episode. That's been really great. And then update, Paul, who was then my fiance, is now my husband and we've been married for almost, I guess, two and a half or oh yeah, two and a half years. So three years in 2020 um, together for, I think, 11 years. Don't quote me on that. Um, but it's been, yeah. He has been my partner in all of this and um, just really great, like super supportive, super excited for me to try different things. Um, my go-to person when I'm feeling crappy, um, he reminds me that I can do hard things and I can figure things out and that I just need to remind myself of that as well. So whoo, I got tears <laughs> coming down thinking about the last three years. It's been really great. And I just want to say thank you. Um, here we go. Here go my Jacqueline tears. Um, thank you. It's for those of you who have worked with me, um, you've made the leap and you've purchased coaching, you purchased a program or whatever. Thank you so much for supporting, 
supporting me and supporting the things that I create uh, financially. I really appreciate you. And for those of you who have not yet, but you have been a devoted listener over the last three years and maybe the last year or the last few months, whatever it is, thank you so much for you know, allowing me to be in your ear as you're running or allowing me to be in your ear as you're doing work, as you're, you've been home during the pandemic. Um, we may never cross paths. I may never know who you are. It's this weird thing because I can see – I can see the numbers that the podcast is downloaded, but it's like, it's weird to think like there are people who like know my deepest, dark secrets and know me intimately and they know my voice. Um, but I don't know who you are. It's so the podcasting is so weird. It's so different than social media. Um, I cannot click and stalk and see <laughs> who you are. Um, but I just want to say thank you for being a listener. I really appreciate you. I really appreciate. I just appreciate you. All right. <laughs> that was the end of the season. Thank you so much. I'm excited for 2021. Um, a lot of changes coming in 2021. Um, I have a new website that will be launching soon, some new programs, the Year of Growth uh, self-care workbook, so many different things in the works, and I'm just so excited for it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.